You're listening to Transform Your Profits, the podcast for accountants who want to build a more profitable, successful, and impactful accounting firm. Your host is Reza Huda, a practice owner, mentor, and coach to accounting firm owners. Hi there, welcome to today's podcast. And on the episode this week, I will be talking to Nicola Sorrell. Nicola Sorrell will be talking about how she has managed to systemize her tax return process and get 98% done by Christmas. Now, if you're an accountant in the UK or perhaps anywhere else in the world, you'll know tax return season is a busy season. And amazingly, Nicola has managed to systemize her process to get the vast majority done by Christmas, giving her the month of January, which typically is a really crazy hectic month for us accountants, to sit back, relax and enjoy the show whilst everyone else is beavering away, burning the midnight oil to try and get those accounts and uh, returns done. So if this is an area where you'd like to improve upon to see how you can get most of your returns done by Christmas, then you'll want to listen to this. So. Enjoy, and I'll see you on the other side. So, Nicola, tell us a bit about yourself. Give me some introduction about you, your firm, size of firm, employees, where you're based, that sort of thing, and then we'll take things from there. Sure, right. So, um, I'm Nicola Sorrell. I I founded Effective Accounting back in 2008 when I was feeling quite idealistic about being able to run my own firm, have a family, and kind of have it all because I've just got married. Um, so it's been going since then. Um, I've only been doing it full time for about six years and we've now got five members of staff. Um, we're based in Milton Keynes. We have got offices um, and we're looking after about about 400 small uh, medium businesses, mainly only ma- owner managed businesses, one direct firms. Um, yeah, that's what we've been doing. Fantastic. And uh, how many employees do you have there? Uh, five. We were at seven. I've lost a couple in the in the last couple of months, but yeah, we're at five currently recruiting. Fantastic. All right. Yeah. So before we we get into the tax return things, I guess it's all hands to the pump. I know you've been very active on social media with everything you've been doing with clients. So how's that going at the moment in terms of managing through the crisis? I think all accountants will agree that we're really, really at it at the moment. I think it's great to be needed and it's great to feel like we're playing a part in helping people. We not, might not be looking after them physically, but we're certainly helping them financially. So um, the first couple of weeks were very much being hands-on to speak to every possible client we could in, in the quickest time. So I think within those first two weeks, I probably personally spoke to half of our clients. So keeping them up to date, it's constantly moving, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. So is it kind of, um, is it just you or you've got the whole team in terms of getting on the phones and picking the clients that you do need to speak to more than others? And, and how are you managing, you know, the loan applications and furlough processes? Yeah. For me at the moment, I'm the main client contact. Um, it's one of the flaws in my firm that I haven't managed to delegate properly yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, the rest of the team are pretty much support staff um they deal with they deal with the bookkeeping the VAT the accounts but they're not very client facing um so it has really been me the way that I focused on finding out which clients needed help was I just sent out a form so I did a google form saying who needs help how how worried are you how stressed are you who do who needs a phone call um and I extended my hours so Mm -hmm. I use Calendly for bookings um and I extended it so that I was taking calls early mornings evenings weekends and I just made myself as available as possible 
and I had um, I set up a Facebook group and a WhatsApp group as well. And those were really helpful because clients were sort of helping each other. Mm. They were sharing how HSBC had responded to delaying mortgage payments and everything. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Um, so you must be well and truly wiped out at the moment. <laughs> Just a bit. It's, it's got, I think this week's got a tiny bit easier and I'm back to normal work, but I think the first few weeks were just yeah, crazy. Just reading through everything and trying to turn that around for clients. Then it was dealing with the furlough and now we're kind of back to a little bit of normality before we start the furlough again for me. Mm, that's right. <laughs> and, how, and how have you found that clients are coping? Have you found that um, they're still kind of surviving? Have some clients fallen by the wayside? Um, we've got a bit of a mixed bag. So we have a lot of clients in the film industry and obviously filming has completely stopped. Mm. Um, so they're really struggling. Um, so when I say in the film industry, nothing too glamorous. They're um, sort of lighting guys, technicians, riggers, that kind of thing. Um, no one famous, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that kind of thing has stopped. Um, IT contractors are actually finding more work. So we've got some clients that are actually benefiting from it. And then we've got some that are a little bit more client facing, like um, swimming schools and hairdressers and, and photographers that are obviously, they can't be in front of their clients at the moment. Mm. Yeah, mixed bag. Yeah, that's right. That's, I think you're um, not in a, a dissimilar position to, to most accounting firms, actually, where it is kind of that mixed bag. Um, yeah. I guess some of those who may have specialised with one area in particular who might have been exposed could be could have been exposed uh, more than others. But um, I think for the, for the most part, it's, it's pretty much the same is what I'm saying. Yeah. Good. OK, so let's get on to the subject at hand and how to get... 98% of your tax returns done by Christmas. So if you've got any questions for Nicola on this, then shout away and um, I will put them to her. So firstly, to kick off with, how many tax returns do you have to complete? Last tax year, so 2018-19, we completed 356. 356, okay, yes. right. Okay, so what is your what is your strategy then? How do you ensure that you get that many done? And I'll kind of ask you questions. Okay, so last year we took a sort of two tactic approach. So I told all clients if they didn't send in the information by the end of October, they'd get charged extra. So all of our clients pay a monthly fixed fee, it includes their tax return, but they were told if we don't have the information by the end of October, there's an extra 75 pounds to pay. Okay. So that, were, that was one tactic we took the other tactic that I took last year was I actually did a competition mm -hmm. so in May I sent out the first request for their tax returns and told them if I had all their tax return information by the end of June they'd win, they'd go into a prize raffle and I had prizes um, and I, I had a very very good response uh -huh. so um, there was an iPad um, a Google Home Hub and um, some Amazon vouchers Okay. Um, so we had a lot of information received before the end of June and it just gave a sort of two, two prong approach of a stick and a carrot, I suppose. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Did you get any negative um, uh, replies or uh, commentary back from your um, fine for delaying sending information after October? handful of clients but they're the ones that would always be awkward so you'll find that it'll be it'll be the ones that will always be late no matter what you did mm -hmm. um I, i've had a couple of the clients that are always late probably for six or seven years and i could do everything in my power and tell them i'll charge them double monthly fees they would still send it in january yeah um but they will moan about it yeah. and they'll get that tax return that extra fee and you just you just invoice it as and when yeah, they're all on direct debit, so it just gets invoiced and they pay it. It's in the terms and conditions. It's in the letter of engagement. They can't, they can't argue with it. They'll, they'll have had, by the time we get to that stage, they will have had at least seven, 
eight reminders. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so in terms of your, okay, so in terms of the process, so you send your first requests out in the month of May. So are they already gone or they're going? Um, slightly delayed. I was hoping to get them out on Friday. It will be this Friday that they go out. Okay. So last year we sent out the first request on MailChimp just so we could be a bit more whizzy with some graphics about the prize draw and things. I'm not intending to do that this year. Um, but, um, and then they got a monthly reminder after that um, through Centre. All right. So, yeah, I was going to ask the next question was you centered, are you two yeah. to manage yeah. that workflow? Yeah. Side of things? Yeah. yeah, we do. The main reason we did it on MailChimp to start with just was to create a bit of a buzz around the, the raffle, the prize draw. So we did a lot on social media about nine reasons why you should meet the attacks return early. And one of them was to get a prize. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, it was just to make it look a little bit more interesting in their inboxes rather than another email from me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. And what about your tax return software? What what do you use for that? TaxCalc. Okay. So last year was the first year we used TaxCalc. We moved from Iris before that. So we've been with Iris since I started out. Mm -hmm. um, and last year was the first year we were using TaxCalc. How do you find it? Um, much quicker and easier to use, actually. And I think much easier to train the staff on. Okay. Um, so this year I will be transitioning all the tax returns to them. Last year I did all 356 tax returns. Wow. Yes. So this year is all about delegating it. <laughs> Good. Absolutely. Got to delegate. And what about the, so in terms of the information request that goes to the clients, is that something that you take out of tax calc for each client and send it to them to fill in the gap so they can see what they put in last year? Or is it just kind of a brand new form you send out for them to give you the information? It's a brand new form. I used to send out one that was pre-filled for the previous year. And I used to find that it it led the client too much. They put in the same figures. Mm. Um, so I actually have um, a form on our website that I send out the link to and clients fill that in. Okay. Um, a large proportion of our clients will just be salary and dividend from their owner managed business. So there's not too much for them to fill in. So it's kind of geared for them to say, do you have rental income? No, therefore nothing to fill in. Um, so we tend to find we get a better response with it that way. Okay. And is it um, when you, when you send uh uh, when you send them out, do you have, um, sorry, what was I going to ask you? Yeah. The, is it, uh, so the form you've created on your website, is that like a Google form or is it? No, it's a, embedded into the website and we've got quite a, a, an odd old website that no one's ever heard of. It's not on WordPress, but it's embedded into the website this year. I'm moving it to, um, Cognito forms. Okay. Um, but at the moment it's just embedded into the website. Okay. And what yeah. percentage of, uh, of clients actually completed it on the website? Um, 99% really? of them. There's an option to download it as a Word or PDF document and handwrite it if they want to, so they can do that. But I would say pretty much all of them fill it in on the website. Okay. And you were able to get, uh, was there a facility to upload documentation and information to it? Yeah. So you, they can upload their P60s, they can upload their bank interest statements and things. Um, and they can, they can email with um, additional information if they want, but there is a facility to upload it all. Yeah. Yeah. So most yeah. people did complete it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But I've been, I've been using that same form for about four years. So I think clients are now used to filling it in. Uh -huh. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. And then, so in terms of your reminders, how often do you send them out? Is it just once a month? Um, we sent out the first request at the beginning of May last year, and we did send out reminders every two weeks up until the end of June, just to really push home the competition for the, for the prizes. Cause we thought we'd try and really bring, the, the busy season into the summer. I wanted to get away from having a busy winter. 
Um, but then after that, it was once a month. So up to the end of June, it was uh, we probably sent out four reminders. So the first reminder, then three more. And then after that, it was at the end of each month. Okay. And uh, in terms of the reminders that you send out, is there anything uh, fancy or clever that you put in the copy when you send it out to request the information, to try and you know cajole them and uh, incentivize them to reply back to you and not just ignore it as a, just another email? Um, I wrote a blog about the nine reasons to get them submitted early. One of the big ones, obviously, being the payments on account, mm -hmm. which doesn't help us this year because yeah. they're different. <laughs> um, but that was certainly one of the big ones. So I did actually go through and the ones that I knew that had a large payment on account, I specifically changed their email. So there was a little bit of manual, manual work involved. But the ones that I really wanted to get in, I added a little bit of personal touch to those emails. But generally, they just said, just as a reminder, you've missed out on the competition. Oh, well, but... These are nine other reasons to get your tax returns done, get the information over to me. And as well, I tailor them for the ones that are just salary and dividends. I'd remind them that this is only like a 30 second form for them. Mm. Like you just need to take two boxes. This will not take up much of your time. Yeah. And just yeah. trying to remind them that actually I'm the one doing the tax return, not them. They just need to give me the information. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I think that does help when you actually tell a client it's not going to take you very long just do this and uh yeah pass the pass the obligation and the onus upon us to get it done for you so we yeah can i also was constantly telling them how many people had filled it in already to make them realize that it wasn't that hard yeah so i was constantly telling them we're doing this competition because we want to get the tax returns done quickly this year and not have a really difficult winter and i was constantly telling them we've already had 60 people fill it in we've had 90 people fill it in yeah so yeah, that's, that's a very good tactic. Yeah, we use that as well. Um, it's that thing about social proof. People want to do the right thing. And if you tell yeah. them that most people are doing it, like, for example, if we have this app and most people have downloaded it, then more people will download it because it's yeah. the right thing to do. Definitely. <laughs> good stuff. Um, so I guess in terms of how you track your tax returns to be required to be done every month, you just put that in center. And then every month that then leaves you with a list of people which you can export in a CSV mm -hmm. and upload into your email, MailChimp software, whatever, to send out the next lot of reminders? Is that the way you do it? Um, that's what we were doing up to the end of June. But then after the end of June, you can set it up in Centre to automatically send out reminders. So it will automatically remind once a month or every three weeks. We might try every three weeks for the next couple of months just to see what we can get done this, this summer. Yeah. And um, with everybody at home, I'm hoping that it will be even better than last year because there's Absolutely. no excuse. They're all sitting at home anyway. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah. If you've got any questions for Nicola, do fire away. Let's, uh, you know, um, I'm sure there are people here who don't get 98% of their returns done by Christmas. So if you're wondering how, and if you've still got any unanswered questions, let me know in the comments and I will put them to Nicola in the next sort of uh, 10 minutes or so. So I was going to ask you if you had any sort of targets for yourself in terms of how many you get done every month or for your team. But I guess you did them all last year. Um, but this year, if you're going to get the team involved, do you have any ideas as to how you're going to motivate them and get some targets in place to get X amount done every month? Um, I don't. But as a team, I know that, that there's definitely the hunger there to get them done early. So um, because we've lost a couple of members of the team, but we have someone joining us next week. Our new joiner is actually pregnant and she'll be leaving again in October. Um, <laughs> all good games and fun. Um, so the big incentive for the team is to get them as many as possible done before she goes off on maternity leave. Yeah. So 
the team are really behind me in reducing my working hours because they know that I'm working a lot of hours. Um, and I've promised the team that if I can get my hours down, then we'll reduce to a 30 hour week next year. Fantastic. So their incentive is getting from a 35 hour week to a 30 hour week. Mm-hmm. And we can only do that if I'm not the only person doing the tax returns. So there's kind of a bit of give and take in that their fate is tied with mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, the idea will be, I'm hoping I've, got the statistics of what where we got to last year so by the end of september last year we were at 52 percent okay um i would like to be at 75 percent done by the end of september so that i'm only left with some to do yeah particularly because this year we've got over 100 more than last year okay wow and how do you kind of juggle doing tax returns with everything else that you have to do because you got probably other <laughs> stuff to do but then taxes come in and you want to get them done what you know, a great question um planning just endless planning and um constantly evolving center so that i can really see what needs to be done Mm -hmm. so until about june last year i also did all the accounts prep and now all the accounts prep is done by the team so i've managed to transition the accounts prep so i just need to do the same with the tax returns but using center is the key tool in making it all making it keep going a bit really Mm-hmm. But it's constantly got to be tweaked because we're constantly changing the processes and who's in charge of different tasks. So it's it's yeah. keeping up with it, really. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so Centre gives you kind of a, a workflow, does it, in terms of where the job is at? And yeah. I guess it takes it through the, the processes to help you to, to know where each and every job is at and what stage it's on. Yeah, and you can add widgets to your dashboard so you can see how many you've done and how many you've got left to do, which is quite a nice, quick and easy visual way of seeing it as well. So you can, I can see on my dashboard right now, I've got 426 to do, <laughs> That's good. Um, which can be a demotivator as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can see at any, any time how many you've got in to do and, and yeah, where, where you're at with it really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a question coming in from Bahir saying, are you intending to offer a prize draw this year? Did you mention that at the beginning? Um, I think I did. No, I'm not. I'm going to see how it goes. I'm hoping um, last year they can see the benefits of getting them done. Yeah. I don't want to get them in the habit of thinking that I'm going to have a competition. Um, but equally, only three of them out of 420 can win something. So I'm not sure it's that much of an incentive. I think it was more um, just something different, a little bit of a gimmick. I don't think it'd have the same effect this time around. I'm going to focus more on the fact that hopefully they're all sitting at home on their bums and can fill it in quickly. Absolutely, definitely. Yeah, Yeah. you'd hope so. And how are you intending to train your team on getting tax returns done? Um, I've started doing a few videos. I started doing a few Loom videos, and then I'm planning on doing a training session. But it's basically just waiting for this new starter to start next week, and then that's what I'll be focusing on probably towards the end of May after she's settled in a little bit. Mm. Um, I'm still getting used to the whole dealing with the team remotely. I'd still yeah. rather all be sitting in one room to do it together. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we'll be doing a team training session and trying to, um, I'll, I'll cherry pick some of the, the more straightforward ones so that they can focus on those to start with to build their confidence. But yeah, I'm hoping that I'll be doing very, very little number of these ones now. Sure, sure. Fantastic. Yeah, so on that role remote working, I guess you're embracing um, t- using videos a lot and i guess you mentioned loom we use loom as well in terms of training it that's quite good isn't it yeah um and um, i'm guessing you have uh, weekly huddles and things over zoom is that right um we're having a daily meeting daily each morning just to check in with what everybody's doing and how everybody's feeling um but 
Yeah, um, we keep up to date on, on Google Hangouts as well. So we have a couple of channels on Google Hangouts just for social things. If you want to post a silly GIF or a picture or something or, mm-hmm. yeah, so we're, we're doing our best. It's, um, it's challenging. Yeah. <laughs> so approximately what's your kind of turnaround time from when the tax return comes in? How, how, how quick do you aim to get it back out to the client? Um, probably within three weeks. Three weeks. About three weeks. Yeah. Um, depends where we are with their accounts as well, because often the client will fill in what dividends and what salary they've had. But actually, that dividend figure is a load of rubbish and we need to do their accounts first. So it depends where we're at, but generally around three weeks. Mm, yeah, that's right. So question here from Tim. What's the process so that Centre knows that the records have been received and also the tax return has been completed? Okay, so um, at the moment, our tax return job in Cent has, I think, five or six tasks. So the first thing is send out the request. Um, then it will automatically chase if task two isn't completed, which is receive the tax return checklist. So um, whenever a client fills in the form on the website, it goes to my um, administrator. Um, so it goes into their inbox in a PDF format. They save it in the client's folder and then they mark off in center that we've received it. So then it falls to the next task, which is prepare tax return, which is currently set to me. Okay. Fantastic. Nice and easy. Yeah. Uh, similar sort of thing on, um, we use Glide and it's a similar sort of thing in terms of workflow. Um, yeah. You check the job in to say, you know, books received and it goes on to the next one and doesn't send out reminders. So, yeah. It'd be great right. if it was automated in, in that it knew that they'd filled in the form, but that would require having a form in center. And that just feels like a whole other ball game. Yeah. It'd be great yeah. if they could, uh, someone could see if the, the form had been filled in correctly and then, you know, missing boxes and send out an email to say, you haven't, they haven't done this and you haven't done that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It will come. It will come. AI. It's coming. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, so I guess I think we've covered off a lot of um, of what I had written down in terms of process. So you've gone through the process pretty well, I think, and uh, explained how you do it. So it's a mixture of, of carrot and stick. You had the reward, you had stick in terms of the penalty for not getting the information in by a certain time. Um, you've got your processes pretty slick and lean, so you know exactly what's coming in and when and what you have to do. Um, I think you were just a powerhouse that, you know, you managed to get all of them and do everything else and you're really driven to do it. So that kind of helps yeah. to get them all done. And I guess you're quite motivated to a deadline. So if you told yourself you're going to get X amount done by Christmas, then you will absolutely, you know, to the nail, get it done, wouldn't you? The best competition for me is with myself. So yeah. Yeah, I, I am very competitive with, with last year's self. So now I'm, I'm focused on that goal. And the big goal is that's to get them out of the way before she goes on maternity leave. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, definitely. Cool. Is there anything else about the process that you, you want to share? Do you kind of have like a peak in sort of July, August when they all start to come in and how do you manage that? Um, yeah, we did. That. Most of them came in in July, August time. So mm. we had a lot came in immediately. So I was actually a little bit concerned at how quickly they came in. So we had, um, I think we had 40 come in within two days. Wow. When I sent out the first email. Um, then we had um, probably the rest of the bulk came in in July, August time. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just turning them around as quickly as you can but also if you are sending out reminders and you are inundated with them maybe delay the reminder Mm -hmm. because otherwise you're creating a backlog for yourself that you can't turn around because equally once clients have sent them in they're expecting you to turn them around that's right there was a few occasions where a reminder should have gone out at the end of the month that was the plan but i delayed it by maybe two weeks 
because I knew that I wasn't able to cope with the, the number that were coming in. Mm. Yeah. Do you have an auto email set up to, that sends them an email as soon as they've sent something in to say, thanks for the information, we'll be in touch with you in the next 10 days, two weeks and all that? Yeah, so it's already, it's automated through the website. So when they fill in that form, they get an email saying, thanks very much for filling it in. This is a copy for you and we'll be in touch over the next two to three weeks to prepare the, the return. So yeah, we try and set their expectations as far as we can. But yeah. you have to, it, I, for me, it's about controlling the workflow. So you want it all to come in, but equally you need it to come in steadily (laughs) to actually deliver it because it's no use if they all send them in if i send it out this friday and all of them send them in then i'm in trouble aren't i exactly yeah managing expectations key definitely definitely and so do you not end up having to phone people to request information does it you just do it all through emails generally mostly all through email we'll have a handful of clients that are either a little bit less tech savvy or just simply don't understand what they're being asked for um, and they will get a phone call so the typical one is oh am i employed or am i self-employed or what's the dividend and we have talked about this you've been in business for six years now you you have a salary and a dividend um, so we'll we'll have ones like that um but generally they will all fill it in from from the web form yeah yeah fantastic and that web form did it take you long to create um no but i hone it every year as well so when i get feedback from clients or if they seem to not quite be interpreting it the way that i want i'll tweak the wording slightly Mm -hmm. so this year i have changed it to employment income i.e from your limited company or employment income from another company just Mm -hmm. to try and make it really obvious for them because i think there is a danger that what's obvious for us really isn't for them sometimes so you have to really dumb it down a little absolutely Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. And in terms of the form itself, I guess it kind of uh, it condenses if the answers to the questions are no. So it kind of skips the rest of the form, but it has the ability to then ask further detailed questions if they do have more complex. Exactly. Yeah. So they yes or no answers. And if you click yes, then it opens up to fill in more information. Otherwise, it looks like quite a a simple form because they'll just stick yes to employment income, yes to dividend income. There's a box there as well of I don't know how many dividends I've taken. Can you calculate them, please, Nicola? And they can take that because a lot of them won't have a clue, will they? They'll just go, you've got it in your bookkeeping. Why are you asking me for this? Yeah. Um, and I'll try and make them aware that I have to ask in case they've got something else that I'm trying to remind them of, child benefit, pensions and things like that. So I get a lot of people asking, why do you need me to fill this in when you've got all the information already? Mm. Um, so, yeah, just reminding them of why it is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, we've done a similar thing with a Google form. So a Google form up and it kind of goes through the same same sort of thing um, where they can, if we do their payroll, then they just tick a box to say, you do our payroll. Or if we look after their accounts, they just tick a box to say, you do our accounts and we'll have the dividend information anyway. Yeah. Um, so I guess the, the less friction you can put in that process, the better to kind of get them to actually do it. That's the, the biggest challenge to actually get. Definitely. Them. Preempting what they will be thinking. So when you give them a form and you ask them to fill in their dividends, they're thinking, well, you should know that. It's like, okay, yeah, I know. But then you will get some clients that want to tell you what they think their dividends are. So you need to be prepared for both. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, yeah, so the, so the form itself, I guess, takes takes no time at all, um, depending on the complexity of their affairs. Uh, yeah, and then it, and I it guess- works on mobile as well. It's mobile responsive. So a, a lot of, I had, I did ask a lot of clients. I was getting some feedback, like, do you know, do you normally fill it on a mobile or, or on the web or do you do it on a tablet? And a lot of them have done it on their mobile. So it is quite mm. user-friendly. Yeah. 
Fantastic. Cool. Okay. Well, I don't think there's any more questions. So I think um, I think we'll call it a day there, but it's been really useful, Nicola. Thank you so much for sharing that process with us. And hopefully it's given some ideas and uh, inspiration and motivation to others. So target guys, 98% tax returns done by Christmas. If Nicola can, you can. But once again, thank you so much, Nicola. Thank you very much. And we'll catch up soon. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening. For more free content, videos, and resources, visit www.rezahuda.com. And if you haven't already, come and join the community in our Transform Your Profits Facebook group, where we support each other to build more successful, profitable, and impactful accounting firms.